This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Bant.io, the AI-powered all-in-one lead generation solution that leverages top-performing strategies from over 12,000 campaigns, including email, social outreach, pay-per-click, retargeting, and sales chatbots. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Claire Kumar. She helps busy professionals optimize their performance. She is a media contributor on productivity, organization, and work-life integration. So I guess we're going to talk about some pretty awesome stuff today. Welcome, Claire. Thank you. It seems to be universally relevant, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur. I, I talk to both kinds of situations. So I, I see um, a lot of of you know people writing about, talking about, speaking about the, this topic, and it seems like it comes down to um, a lot of hacks and habits. Would you say that that is accurate, or is that uh, really just a very short way to to uh, try to describe a very a much more complex process? Well, I think to to land on the right habits takes some work, and and sometimes we're not there yet because we have to do some mindset shifting. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, beyond habits, I like to elevate them to rituals. And the, re the reason I choose ritual is because I think it brings a sense of honor to what we're doing, what we're choosing to do rather than feeling like oh, I should do this or I should do that. I like to up level the whole rhetoric around it. Yeah. So so people should be uh, uh, in the new year, depending upon when you're listening to this. Um, I'm going to take up a weight loss ritual. Uh huh. <laughs> it just makes it sound so so much kinder doesn't it well i hope so there should be i think there's a sense of needs to be a sense of honor in how we're treating ourselves and then the things we do for other people too so i don't care if it's laundry or right. managing your crm effectively this is all about respecting ourselves and what we can give to the world and then respecting our clients and, and trying to to give a service that we can be proud of so Let's start then with what are some of the, you know, with regard to productivity, what are some of the biggest productivity killers? I mean, what, what, how do people get bad habits, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, there's a lot of reasons things go sideways. I mean, a lot of people will point the finger to technology, mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, before the electronic age came about, you would have had parents scolding their kids for having their nose in a book for too long. So we're, we always have an appetite for other information. We're curious beings, right? And so the, the challenge with technology though, is we've never had, we never had books kind of knock on our consciousness and say, Hey, Hey, come back to me. Right now we have technology that's designed to be intrusive. Yeah. I think when I just signed up for, you know, Squadcast, what we're on here, do you want to allow notifications? No, <laughs> no, I don't. Do you want them to know where I am? No. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things we can do to be effective in, in holding true to priorities, which takes some work all in its own to set, are to set some boundaries about what comes in and doing our best to gracefully defend those boundaries uh, um, is, is an art. Yeah, and and I just just this morning, my wife and I were having coffee, sitting around chatting, and she said, "Oh, will you order this thing on Amazon?" And and like twenty five minutes later, I was like, "Oh, are we still here talking?" <laughs> you know, because I mean, it just it it sucks you in. Uh, <laughs> I was it was a something that took me about a minute uh, because Amazon makes it so easy to do. Um, you know, turned into a twenty minute thing, and I think that uh, I mean, is the answer to just find ways to limit our access to this technology is like a drug? 
There's a couple of strategies. I think one is to be very intentional about when you wade in. The other is to interrupt yourself because it it is designed to pull you in. Look at Forbes as a, as a communication and news channel, the number of pop-ups and they're interrupting their own article with a hope to derail you and just keep you on the page longer. And so you have to be, you have to say, it's like, like anybody older knows you go into another room and you forget where you got there. You change, you go into a new browser window. You're like, why did I come here in the first place? Right. And there could have been an intention. It's to maybe even write that intention down to give yourself a reminder to say, I was here to actually answer the question that somebody sent me about my business in Facebook, not to look at the latest notification, which is where your eyes designed to go. Cause there's a little icon reminding you there's something new for you there. And it's like candy and it could be a good dopamine hit. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so you, I know get hired by individuals or to, to, or you coach individuals as well as teams. I mean, do you have a bit of a like intervention sort of mode that, that you start with kind of what, what does that process look like if, when you hire a coach to help you uh, be more productive? It's a good question because a lot of people will bring me in and they want to talk symptoms right away. And I I do because I I meet the client where they are and we dive into whatever's pressing. I think that's really important. But what often happens is we have deeper discussions and then I learn about the context of their business environment, perhaps their physical space, perhaps what's happening at home and that whole work-life integration piece actually comes to bear. So the last client I worked with just said, I'm not, I'm not getting the right things done at work. I'm not getting, I'm, I'm not getting enough done in a day. I, that's a big comment. I, I don't, yeah. I feel like I've been busy yet. I don't have anything to show for it. Yeah. And so ultimately we ended up going backwards and I combine three aspects. I can com- uh, combine all the productivity knowledge and, and best practices that I've studied and bring that to bear. I also take some performance aspects. So weight loss, sleep, movement, all of that, um, that has a lot to bear in making sure you show up at your best to be able to contribute. And then any executive coach will understand life coaching as a piece as well. And how you sculpt your life is really important. And I like the word sculpt because it's as much as what you add as what you might need to take away. Yeah. So, so do you have some routines that, and, and obviously I, I suspect at least you try to get people to individualize uh, their approach, but are there some just kind of common, almost templates for how you would plan your day, you know, how you would start your day that they were going to get you going right? Well, there's a few things that I think need to be anchors in the day, and I won't tell you where you should place them, but I do recommend one And if you can, two 90-minute sessions to allow deep work. So these are focus periods of work where the the barriers are up, the notifications are off, your phone is on silent, there's a sign on your door that says, don't disturb me unless you're bleeding. There's there's some very clear indications. And if you're working with a team, you've let your team know, these are my protected hours. And after that, I'm available and I have open office hours and I want to be engaging with you. So I think the 24-7 availability always on has been, is totally eroded the fact that we need to preserve our ability to get, as Cal Newport would say, deep work done. Yeah, yeah. So to, to me, it almost comes down, well, I'm my, I am my most productive when I set and evaluate priorities. 
Yeah. Um, because, you know, I have for years made my list every day of all the things I want to do. And it's really easy. Oh, it's like, I'm going to do those three because I can do those easy. No sweat. Right. And they're, but they're, but they're unimportant too. So, but when I come in and I say, you know what, I'm only writing three things down. And if I get those three things done, you know, I've had a great day. <laughs> um, and, and, but again, I, you know, that takes discipline uh, because a lot of times those things that are important maybe aren't that fun. True. And we are, um, we are compelled by our interest, yeah. right? So one of the things I like to do, there's, so there's two parts to answer to that question. The first one is I like to up-level our interest in the things that don't feel fun. Yeah, and yeah. so if it, it's either, sometimes if we're procrastinating, it's because it's too complex and we need to figure out how to break it down just to know where to start, to get comfortable with that, then know the next first best step. And then the other piece is if it's boring, yeah. How do you add some energy to it through playing a music track in the background to setting yourself a timer to finding an accountability partner to go, okay, I'm working on something boring. You're working on something boring too. Oh, let's see how much we can get done and we'll check back in 15 minutes. So there's some tricks to do that. Um, the other thing though is to, is to sort of see if you can reframe it to be something again that that you understand the why the connection to why this is important then you can up level your commitment to it yeah i find when i have a long project um working on a book or something i do uh, i kind of go into a very loose uh, pomodoro um, method you know the 25 minutes and then my timer goes off and, <laughs> and then i take a break and it it does i find that that really helps I don't find that that works on a normal day but it really helps me when i know i've got six seven hours stretch to do that's neat. So yeah, I think it's an interesting one to play with. Yeah, it's 25 minutes and then a and then a break. Uh, I worry if it's something like writing and you need longer than 25 minutes or you're in some really juicy stuff that it might pull you out. So yeah. use yeah. it use it when it's going to serve you for sure. That's that that's powerful. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. Do you want more leads and faster? Whether you own a small to medium-sized business or a marketing agency, Bant.io is the solution for you. It's an AI-powered all-in-one lead generation solution that leverages email, social outreach, pay-per-click, retargeting, sales chatbots. If you're a marketing agency or consultancy looking to scale your offering and client base, they even offer a white-label solution that allows you to fully customize and sell the platform as your own service. Find out more. Sign up today at bant.io. Look for a link in the show notes. So in preparing for this um, interview, I took a look at your bio and you point to a love of science uh, as leading you to this place. So help me understand that. Well, I, 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 my undergrad degree was a, a Bachelor of Science in Biology. And after high school, I, I, I kind of loved languages. I loved, I loved a lot of different topics, but science was the one that pulled me forward, biology in particular. And of course, after uh, biology, I realized I wasn't going to med school and I wasn't going to be teaching in a typical teaching environment. I find that that's what I'm doing a lot of now. And uh, I wasn't going to work in a lab because I like people too much. And so then I studied business and I fell in love with business and marketing. So it's taken me actually a long while to circle back to science. But I find now when I'm sharing the best practices around focus or distraction or self-discipline, 
there's a lot of signs that I draw on. I mean, the fact that you can be more productive after taking a walk outside in nature than if you sat at your desk. The fact that like videos of kittens actually does something good to the brain is kind of fun to find out. <laughs> so when you get somebody to, to, maybe change some of the things that are holding them back, get them to be more productive. What are some of the surprising benefits uh, that, that you find that come from somebody feeling more productive? Uh, because it's, it's not just about getting the work done. I think that not getting the work done causes a lot of stress for some people. So have you, have you discovered uh, some, some benefits that seem to be universal? Well, I think it's pervasive. It's beyond the work because if you can feel productive at work and, and sort of, um, just take some joy in that, there's an up-leveling of satisfaction that spills over then into your personal life. The ability to set boundaries at work and, and, and get things done in the container has saved marriages, you know, mm-hmm. and, and built family lives that people are not, no longer regretting. So I think, I think that's probably the most profound piece for me is if somebody can, can sculpt the work life that they want, that it's a big piece of the actual whole life that they want and they can give attention to the other important areas of life, which can often be overlooked. So I'm a kind of a creature of habit. I have a lot of rituals that I do all the time. In fact, I sometimes have to push myself out of them because I can be too ritualistic, but everybody's routine got really shaken up this year. A lot of people never worked at home are now working at home and they've never homeschooled and they're now doing that too. Um, so what is that really? I mean, what, what's sort of the medicine now, you know, for trying to get some sense of normalcy back in that cyclone? Yeah. Well, you hit on um, in March when this hit, I thought, oh my gosh, I've been working from home for about 20 years and coaching people on this. So how about I take the two things and on my website right now is a lot of free information. If you just look at clairekumar.com slash work from home, and there's a lot of free information there, interviews and so on, and a free download that talks exactly to that question. But what I want to summarize it in is to say that I want you to think about having a home team. Right. And so we've got work teams. We, we hear about that all the time, but you have a home team and you you want to get on the same page about the experience you're trying to create as a family and what your vision for this experience is that you're going to get through together. Then I want you to look at the capability. And if you've got kids, those capabilities are changing like every few months. They can do more and more and more. Right. So capability, look at capacity. And that's everybody's ability to take on different things. That's going to be affected by the amount of stress that they're under and other whatever else happens. Right. Because life keeps happening no matter no matter what. And you look at all that before you choose commitments. And when you take on those commitments, you look at them as a team and say, how do we tackle this? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that that um, some people have had to just realize they have to let go of some things right now, <laughs> not try to you know do it all right now because it's there's only so much, right? Yeah, I talk about like extreme sport. Um, the only one I play is extreme self compassion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, how has 2020 changed, or or maybe you've hinted that it hasn't that much? Has, has 2020 changed the way you work? Um, it has a little bit because I used to go to, um, corporate locations to do speeches in person. And there is certainly a lot of energy that comes back 
from working with people in presence. So I've uh, taken my business online. Uh, my media tours are now online. I do all my TV segments here from my from my desk, yeah. uh, which is pretty great, and, and incorporate B-roll. So I'm, I'm becoming more of an AV team producer as well, like any, any speaker or presenter is. So yeah. that's changed. But it's also been uh, up-leveled um, my interest and understanding of how to get this kind of connection and how to foster that with people in a virtual space. So I come back feeling fulfilled after a, a work and I much prefer a workshop environment where I'm talking to people still rather than a webinar, which is the monologue. So yeah. I'm all about conversation. That's that's my preferred method of, of doing anything. So I, we talked a, a little bit about what people have had to do because they're forced into, you know, uh, a different situation. Uh, a lot of those people, uh, let's hope, are going to go back to what, you know, was an office. Um, what should they take back with them? What did they learn this year? Or what do you hope they learned this year that they actually take back with them and, and incorporate into maybe what they've been doing? Well, I hope that it's given everybody an opportunity to take some time to reflect on what's important. I mean, I love Greg McCowan's, the title of his book, Essentialism. And that was my word for 2020. It's all of a sudden you have to get clear on what's really critical um, and and critically important. We've just gone down into super lockdown. It's starting on after Christmas here. And all of a sudden you're like, well, what's essential? And, and so we have to know what that is. And I think to know what that is, it, it requires, and this is why I loved your book too, The Self-Reliant Entrepreneur, this, that we don't pause enough. We don't stop and actually tune in before we're invited to lean in. And so I think we can be much more effective. I mean, I talk about the biggest productivity gap is if you actually want to be over here, but all your energy is taking you in the other opposite direction, right? So that is the biggest productivity thief there is. So I'm going to let you close out with two things. What are, what are a handful can be two, can be three of your best productivity tips for 2021. And then of course, tell us uh, where people can find out more about you and your work. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, one of the things that um, in coaching hundreds of people over the past few years that I think is often missing is making appointments with oneself yeah. in their calendar, right? So we make appointments with everybody else, but when we look at, I call it a daily roadmap, uh, that's going to guide you through your day. And that focus five of, of top five things to do in the day will be what you do imminently. But having that roadmap, it also serves as your journal. If you're if you're honest about whether you did go to the gym or whether you did have a, a, a book writing session or whether you did meet your targets, you and if you color it, you really have a, a very quickly quick to understand both plan and record of what you've done. So that's the, I think one of the, one of the things that people, if they haven't done it um, is game changing for a lot of people. So Cal, you mentioned Cal Newport. He has a, a new planner, a daily planner uh, that's based on, on deep work. And uh, one of the things that, that I've done for a long time that I, I know he's really talked about forever is, is plan your week, not just, you know, your days. Yeah especially if you know you're trying to think oh i i have this thing on thursday i better spend some time thinking about it on wednesday uh kind of thing um and that's uh, that's been really meaningful for me i know yeah the week is a long enough time frame to fit in all the different areas of life and and the different projects you're working on too and it so i i have there's a piece of work and an ebook i have called 
um, the lifetime management playbook. So instead of time management, mm -hmm. I like to think of lifetime management. So we're taking this bird's eye view of, of how we're planning things. And definitely it's thinking about time in chunks of a week. So uh, you get your exercise in, you're, you're nurturing your relationships, you're making sure you have time to play, you're developing as a person. There are different aspects that you, I think you need to have as a fulfilled person. And if we think about them at, over a week, it, it's extremely powerful. I will have to check out Cal's Planner. That sounds great. Um, and, and then tell us where um, people can find out uh, more about your work and maybe uh, acquire this ebook that you've referenced. Oh, thank you. So it's, it's clairekumar.com. And just so you get Claire right, there's no third eye. So it's uh, C-L-A-R-E. And uh, Kumar is like Harold and Kumar, K-U-M-A-R. So clairekumar.com. And there is a products page and the ebook is there. And you'll also see a bit of an outline of the book that I'm 45,000 words into. And John, after our discussion uh, a few days ago, I'm really motivated to turn this into three mini books, actually, so that the productivity methodology gets out there and people can start benefiting from all that, too. Awesome. So we'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, Claire, thanks so much for stopping by. And hopefully we'll uh, run into you uh, when uh, next time I'm in Toronto and we're all out on the road again. Yeah, let's hope so. Hope it's not too far away.